so <clears throat> excuse me i want to come on and record this bonus um podcast because this morning i was out on my walk and i was listening to a podcast from shalene johnson and if you don't know who shalene johnson is um she's done multiple um fitness videos she was kind of a beach body darling for several years And over the few years, she's kind of pivoted from um, fitness and really been talking a lot about just overall health. And, you know, she talks a lot about how she was getting injured all the time and her brain health. And, you know, she kind of stepped away from fitness. And in this latest podcast of hers, she really goes deep into her unhealthy relationship with exercise. And I want to touch on that because I feel like when I first got into the fitness industry, I remember, and many of you are probably did the same thing. You would, um, this is back when like magazines were the thing and you would go to the store and you would see, you know, your favorite fitness celebrity or your favorite celebrity, their ab routine, their leg routine. This is what they eat in a day. And you would grab it and you're like, if I do this, I am going to look like so-and-so. And, you know, I remember that For me, you know, I was also a personal trainer. So my identity was wrapped into if I don't look a certain way, people will not hire me. And Shalene talks a lot about that because she was like, here she is, you know, filming DVD after DVD after DVD. And, you know, the thing that I love that she brings up is that she says that for her, she's like, I didn't think over-exercising was a problem. You know, she goes... Because in her family, she saw people who were dieting. And she's like, I wasn't dieting. I was exercising. And and I think to myself that like, yeah, I never really thought it was a problem. Because I, you know, I'm I'm a recovering over-exerciser. I didn't think anything of it that, you know, at the height of my kind of addiction, I would go to the gym in the morning. So I'd go to the gym at, at 5.30 in the morning and I would work out until seven. I'd come home, I'd shower and I would drive to work. And then um, this is when I was working in corporate, I would drive to work and in order to um, not be stuck in traffic, I would go to the gym again. And going to the gym two days a week, five days, a, two days, two times a day, five days a week did not seem crazy to me. That was just like, what, what do you mean? Why, why wouldn't I do this? And it wasn't that I was going to the gym and I was doing something, I was doing like yoga. I would be like, I was going to the gym and I was doing another 90 minutes of work at the gym. And it was not uncommon for me to, if I didn't have anything to do on a weekend, spend three hours at the gym. It just wasn't, didn't seem like um, I was working out, right? It was healthy. And, you know, as hearing her conversation, it's a conversation that that many fitness people, like very like high up in the fitness industry, you know, very successful people in the fitness industry, never talked about, right? You know, I remember when I first started to see things like behind the curtain when I had been in the industry for a few years. And I remember that um, I met with an editor and an editor was like, yeah, you know, some of these girls will you know, who are the, you know, the peak of fitness would, we'd be like, okay, we want to do a feature on you and we want you to send us um, what you eat in a day. And she said, some of the girls would send her things 
of what they ate in a day. And she's like, I would have to, you know, pass it by their, um, their RD so that they can publish it without, you know, being sued. And she said, some of these girls were eating so little that their RDs like, we can't publish this. So we're going to get fucking sued. <laughs> and we're, she's like, I'm going to have to add some more food to this so that it is a well-rounded diet. And you know, in, in the conversation that Shalene has in her podcast, she talks about how she like lived off chemical foods. And I, I too, I, I was the protein, 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 protein shake queen, protein bar queen, protein potato chip. There was this protein potato chips that I can't think of the name of them, but they were fucking crack. Um, but I ate them all the time. Um, I always ate protein bars, uh, protein cookies. Like if it said protein something and I bought it at GNC or I bought it at, you know, one of the small little, you know, muscle head protein shops, it was all good, calorie free, the whole bit. And then I wonder why I was bloated all the time, wondered why my stomach hurt all the time, wondered why like pooping was not a thing. Um, it just, you know, now like, I you know, hindsight is, 2020. And for those of you guys listening to me, you know, maybe you're like, okay, Kim, that makes, you know, like, I don't really understand what you're talking about. So when I say my relationship with fitness was, um, it was addicting. It was like, I was always in the back of my mind, calculating when I could go to the gym. In the back of my mind, I was calculating my next meal, like when was my next meal? Like those are the two things that like were always in my mind. My always in my mind was wh- how long could I work out, and when was my next meal? Like that was oh that was just my like my first order of business. Like when I got out of bed, it was like okay, so today's Tuesday. Um, yeah, so I'd have to be to work till nine. So yeah, okay, I could do this and this at the gym, and then oh, I could sneak out at lunchtime and I could do this, and then I and it was that was always top of mind. I could never leave my house without food. The thought of leaving my house without my cooler bag, just it just was foreign to me. Um, I, If I were to go on vacation, it would always be about Googling where I could go to the gym. Like, could I go to a real gym? And, or calling the hotel and interrogating them if they had like, you know, a shit gym or if they had a real gym, you know, a shit gym was like, we have you know, three pound dumbbells and, you know, a universal machine that was, you know, built in 1975, right? It was like, can I get like a real gym and get a real workout in? Um, you know, can I get a refrigerator put, brought into my room? You know, traveling with my pre-made meals. Like it was, it was, just, it just took my f- focus was my fitness. My, my focus was my workouts. My focus was my workouts and my, my focus was my fitness and my workouts. Like, and my food, like that's just like what my whole world revolved around. And, you know, to hear Shaleen talk about that. And, you know, the other thing she talked about that I feel a lot of people wear with a sense of pride is soreness, right? You know, I remember when um, I first started dating my now husband, he was my boyfriend, and I would go to his apartment. And one of the first things I brought to his house, besides like a toothbrush and a pair of underwear, an ice pack because there was always something on my body that I injured. 
always. Like if it's, if I wasn't icing my shoulder, it was my knee or my ankle. Like there was always something that I had injured and I didn't think that was weird. I was like, cause all of the people that I was around, they all had the same thing. And, you know, Shalane talks about like, she, like, she was like, I was always sore. And she talks about how like, you know, back then, if you would have said, oh God, I'm always sore. And if you complained about it, she'd be like, that's what working out causes. You need to be sore. And I, I still hear so many people say they judge a good workout by being sore. Yeah, from time to time, you should be sore for sure. You know, if you're doing something new, if you've come back from a layoff, but if you're sore all the freaking time, that's a sign that you're overtraining. Um, the other thing she talks about that, you know, I could identify with under eating, right? I, I, I see it all the time with girls who start working with me, you know, I, I had a client who, who started working with me probably um, right, right during um, COVID. And she wanted to, you know, put on some muscle and she was in her 50s. She wanted to put on muscle and I'm like, okay, let's, let's see, you know, let's see where we're at. What are we working with? And she, this is, this was her food because it was so little, I can remember it. She would have a protein shake for breakfast she would have some pistachios for her snack. She would have um, a Greek yogurt with pineapple for her lunch. She will have some almonds for her snack. And she would have some either fish or chicken with a potato and some zucchini or carrots for dinner. So that was her dinner. That was pretty much her meal seven days a week. From time to time, she might throw in some, you know, green vegetable into her shake. Um, she might change up the fruit that she has with the yogurt, but that was pretty much it. And she was a nurse and she was like, you know, always dedicated to the two hour workout. And, you know, as a coach, I'm like, I want to meet you where you are. And for someone who's eating like that, there's not much to pull from. There's not, you know, your body is like, if you're trying to build muscle, your body's like, this barely feeds me given your very active job. And, you know, as a nurse, she's running around, she's lifting patients, she's lifting, you know, um, machines. She's, you know, very, it's like a very active job walking you know, more than 10,000 steps a day. And, you know, the thought of, because, you know, she grew up in diet culture, like right? I grew up in diet culture. Many of you listening here grew up in diet culture and we were taught to fear food that like, you know, we over scrutinize every little morsel that goes into our mouth. You know, you are interrogating the waiter and waitress like, what are the, are there seed oils in my fish? Is this, is, is there, you know, butter in this? And she was just so terrified of eating and, you know, I was like, you know, I need to meet you where you are, right? I'm never, I, I, ideally I'd be like, I'd love for you to eat more food, but I don't, I want, I don't want to overwhelm you or scare you. And I said, what feels comfortable for you? I said, could you do me a favor? And could you, right after you work out, could you have another protein shake? Would that feel comfortable for you? And, you know, this was literally about almost two months into our working out together for her to kind of like stop fearing food because the diet industry has just like made us so scared of every little thing and she did it. And, you know, she was like, Oh, you know, like, she's like, she's like, that felt good. 
And I said, you know, because when I asked her, I'm like, are you hungry? She's like, oh my God, I'm hungry all the time. She's like, well, that's what you have to do to be like in order to get the gain. And, you know, she was sleeping like shit. She had low energy. And I was like, you know, it's the sleep and the food that it's going to give you the results that you want, you know, versus you know, she would always be like, Kim, you know, your workouts, they're, they're not cutting it. Your workouts are just not going to cut it. And I was like, okay. I'm like, you know, I'm like, all right, I, I'm, I'm going to meet you where you are. And I know that it's not the workouts. The workouts are great. I know that it was your inputs, right? Because it's like, we have to give to get. And I can't eat like a bird and expect my body to respond. And so many of us, like I said, have just been so afraid of food for so freaking long that it takes a while to be deprogrammed. I know for me, I had to be deprogrammed. I was so programmed that I needed to have five meals a day or I would die. Like if I didn't have five meals a day, my metabolism would just go right in the shitter. But I turned 40, I stopped competing. I stopped um, working. I stopped working at a commercial gym and I wasn't doing 20,000, 30,000 steps a day. So I needed to, to scale back my food. And so, you know, if I, I, if hindsight being 2020, why my hormones are trash right now, or now that I'm kind of on the backside of it, why my hormones went to trash is because I literally put them in a fucking dumpster fire with my lifestyle. Like it was my lifestyle that caused, like that literally just like pushed my hormones like right over a cliff. And so if you're hearing this and you're like, this kind of resonates with you, let's talk, right? Because I, I know that it's, it wasn't an overnight thing. Like, I know that many of you want me to tell you like, you know, take two of these and call you in the morning or take this supplement and call you in the morning. And it's, it's not like that. It is literally like an identity shift. It was an identity shift for me because I was the fit girl. I was the girl at the gym who everyone would be like, oh my God, she does business competitions. And then I was like, if they're not whispering about me that, oh my God, that she does fitness competitions, are they whispering at me like, oh, what the fuck happened to her? She's two tons of fun. Oh my God. Like in my, like those are the, like the stories in your head are just so fucking loud. And those are the stories that I told myself. And even now I have those moments. They, they don't take me down as much as they used to, but I still have those moments where it's like, you know, I don't look like I did 10 years ago. And I have slowly, come to Jesus that I'm not going to look that way, but I know that I feel much better. I sleep like a fucking champion, right? There's no middle of the night wake-ups that I used to have. There's no like restless sleeping anymore. I'm not sore all the time anymore. I can go to a restaurant without any social anxiety about are people going to judge what I'm eating? And no one was. I was just judging what I was eating. Um, judging what I was eating, I can eat at a restaurant. I can go and say, you know what, today, you know, I feel like having dessert or, you know what, I feel like having a glass of wine and not feel like someone's going to ask me like 500 questions about why I'm doing something or why I'm not doing something. And, you know, um, uh, recently, you know, my husband was out to dinner with a friend and, um, the friend was talking about, you know, his doctor had asked him to, um, cut back on the alcohol. And the friend goes, you know, I noticed that, you know, Kim doesn't really drink that much anymore. 
And this guy has known me for like 30 years. He's like, yeah, I noticed that Kim doesn't really drink that much anymore. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, Kim doesn't really drink. He's like, I don't really know when she's going to have a drink. It just depends on her mood. And if you would have said that to me maybe 15 years ago, could I, what, could I ever fathom getting to a place where I would feel this comfortable that like, I didn't feel like at a social setting, I had to justify not drinking or, or being a social setting and feeling like I had to have a drink. And for me, I was never that one drink girl. I was like, if you have drink, might as well have 20, right? That was, that was my whole, that was my mentality. It was very all or nothing. And it's an evolution. It takes time. And I'm going to link Shaleen's, um, podcast to this just so you can kind of hear her side of it too but it's an evolution and then and eventually you know if you're still in that space and you've just kind of been like you know getting tired you know because it's like with any addiction everyone has to reach their own end of the game right their their own kind of like rock bottom. And, you know, I've shared this with you before, you know, my rock bottom was going on my trip and, you know, I was going with my husband and I was like, you know, I don't want to, you know, see him cringe when I interrogate the waitresses, you know, and I was, we were going to a foreign country and I didn't want to be that American, right? You know, there's so many, you know, freaking stereotypes of Americans and I didn't want to be that stereotypical American. I just wanted to go and like immerse myself in the culture and that was so freeing. That was the most freeing vacation I'd been on in decades. And, you know, if you want to have that same freedom without that whole, like, beating yourself up, you know, let's talk, right? Let's, let's have a conversation. You know, um, the summer program that I'm working on this year is all about the consistency, you know, getting back to basics. Stop, you know, looking outside of ourselves for some magic supplement, some magic pill, some magic workout. It's really nailing the fucking basics. And the more I can nail the basics and more feel comfortable that what the basics mean for me, which are, might be different for what the basics feel like for you, that might feel the different, that may feel the basics for Sharon, that might feel the basics for Susie. It's what feels good for you. Like what is going to make you feel healthy, fit, confident, you know, um, in her, the podcast, Shalene talks about like not feeling at her thinnest, not feeling like she should be naked in front of her husband. And I know that feeling, like, I just, I know that like, as soon as I started putting the fat, the weight on, I just was like, I hid. And maybe you've been hiding this whole entire time in your marriage and you're just like ready to stop hiding. And so if you're ready for that change and you're just ready to just be free and not feel like food and diet and all of that owned you, I get it. But I also see, you know, I have some friends who are very still thick, thick in it. And any, any deviation, any form of weight gain, they freak the fuck out. And you know what? I get it. And one day you're going to be on the other side. I hope that you are one day on the other side. Cause I know I spent decades just spending too much time in the gym and not enough time living my fucking life. And so I hope that this, you know, resonates with somebody. Um, and if it does, do me a favor, screenshot this, share this with someone who needs to hear it. 
Um, ask me questions, you know, because I'm done hiding that my over-exercising, I'm done hiding that I um, was afraid of food. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I, I want everyone to know that it was a thing. I'm over it. And I would love to help you get over it and that you know you can get over it and know that you can feel comfortable and confident around food. All right. So enjoy the rest of your fabulous Friday. And thank you so much for, as always, for listening.